0: Books were one of the perfect products that Amazon could choose to start with in order to establish a foothold. And ultimately, this made it possible for them to become the e commerce giant that we know today. Hey, it's Rick Kettner here. Today, Amazon is a massively successful e commerce giant. But of course, they didn't start by trying to sell everything to everybody right from the beginning. They started by just selling books and not even digital books or audiobooks, just physical book. So in this episode, we're gonna explore why Amazon started with books. What's so special about selling books on the internet? And most important of all, what can you and I learn by studying Amazon's early strategy? So that's what I'm gonna focus on in this episode. I'm gonna break down their early strategy into three steps, both so we can answer this question in terms of why they started with books, but also so we can explore some practical lessons and practical insights that we can pick up along the way. Let's start by setting the stage with step number one, identify an emerge emerging paradigm shift. As with so many of the most successful businesses and products throughout history, Amazon started when its founder, Jeff Bezos, recognized a paradigm shift in the internet, an entirely new approach to conducting business and creating value for customers. Now, this kind of paradigm shift might seem pretty rare. It might seem like Really fortunate timing for Jeff Bezos to be in the right place at the right time to launch a business at the dawn of the internet. But the fact is these kinds of paradigm shifts actually happen quite often. If we look back throughout human history, things like the invention of the telephone, the television, email, more recently things like social media, mobile computing, cloud computing, and even right now today, things like augmented reality and artificial intelligence, and even something like cryptocurrency are examples of emerging paradigms that are likely to change the business world even further. So these things aren't exactly rare, but it is difficult to detect them in the moment. We might look back on the internet today and realize this was a huge shift in the global landscape, but at the time, it's not necessarily very easy to identify the opportunity or to figure out just how profound the impact is gonna be on the business world. And perhaps more important than that, even if businesses identify a paradigm shift, it isn't always very easy for them to actually react to that shift and to account for it in terms of their future plans. And for all kinds of reasons, they tend to have strong biases towards maintaining the status quo, even if they do see a big shift coming. I think the auto industry is a perfect example of this. Tesla has been creating electric vehicles for more than a decade, I believe, at this point. But the fact is, auto executives have had all the reasons in the world to know that electric cars were gonna be the future, probably for upwards of 20 plus years at this point. And yet, for all kinds of reasons, including customers continuing to be satisfied with the vehicles they're making, they continue to stick with the old paradigm. So it's not necessarily enough just to know that a new paradigm is coming. You really have to be ready to act on it. And fortunately for Amazon, number one, Jeff Bezos didn't have a company that he was trying to steer into the new paradigm. He recognized the paradigm and he was trying to create a business around really capitalizing on this entirely new opportunity. Now, of course, there were many others trying to do the same thing early on in the early internet. uh, That was the whole idea behind the dot-com boom. Investors were throwing all kinds of money at any business that claimed to be an internet-based business. And of course, many, many of them failed. So the question here is, what did Amazon do differently? And perhaps when it comes to the idea behind this episode, what, if anything, might this have to do with the idea of starting with books? So to answer that, we need to continue to unpack Amazon's early strategy. Let's move on to step number two, anticipate the impact of the shift. The mistake that many businesses make when it comes to new paradigms is that they typically fail to really appreciate and understand the broad implications for the new change. How the world is gonna be dramatically different once the paradigm really sets in and changes the landscape. So what a lot of businesses tend to do is they just use the new paradigm to promote their existing business. So for example, in terms of the internet, and really this applies to any paradigm, but with the internet, many businesses early on, they just built a website to promote their offline business. Or maybe they'd go a step further and build an online store to move product from their offline business. But at the end of the day, their core business was still in the old paradigm and they simply used the new paradigm to either promote or support what they were already doing. They're maintaining the status quo and just using the new paradigm as a means to do that more effectively. What Amazon did differently is they really focused on what the new paradigm made possible. What did the internet allow them to do when it came to business that could not have been done before the invention of the internet? Now, typically when you're looking at paradigms, there are two things you wanna focus on. And this really applies to any paradigm, even something today like artificial intelligence or augmented reality. You wanna think about these paradigms in two different ways. Number one, What new business opportunities or options are available in terms of your business? What can you now do as a business that you couldn't do before? And on the other side, what new value can you create for customers? How can you serve customers in a way that was not possible previously? So within the context of the internet, Amazon would have been looking at things like, on the business side, the ability to reach a global audience, to eliminate retail costs, to centralize inventory, these kinds of things that were made possible by the internet. And on the customer value side, you could have expanded selection, reduced prices, and things like improved convenience. Because of course, when you order something online, you don't have to go to a store, you don't have to find out if that store does or doesn't have the product that you're looking for. You can simply order online, it's gonna be delivered to you. This is something that we take for granted today, but within the context of when Amazon was first founded, this wasn't exactly easy to foresee. So Jeff Bezos had to recognize and have a full appreciation for just how different the world was gonna be once the internet had really transformed the landscape. And so, As I kind of go through some of these ideas in terms of the new business options and new ways to create value for customers, you might be starting to connect the dots in terms of why Amazon would have chosen to start with books. But before I actually wrap that thought, I wanna quickly add one more element into the mix so that we can fully appreciate just how brilliant the choice was to start with books to make sure Amazon had the best possible chances for success. So let's move on to step number three, establish a solid foundation. Another mistake that many businesses make when it comes to adapting to new paradigms is they just invest in the facade. They wanna appear like they're ready for the future. And so they add in certain elements, they might create a website, they might create an online store, examples that I provided earlier. They wanna appear ready for the new paradigm, but you wanna identify and invest in core competencies that are directly related to long-term success in that new world in a new world where whatever it is, let's say the internet is fully established and people are taking advantage of the incredible capabilities of the internet. And what Jeff Bezos realized is that A successful e-commerce business at the end of the day, if it was gonna fully leverage the power of the internet, it really needed to master logistics. Logistics were gonna be the secret sauce that would give them a competitive advantage. The internet itself was the spark, but to keep the fire going, you needed to have great logistics. That was what was gonna allow Amazon to be a truly great e-commerce company. So if you want the benefits that the internet provides, things like global reach, centralized inventory, reduced expenses. If you want these benefits, then you need certain skills like inventory management, warehousing, order fulfillment, product sourcing, all these kinds of things that ultimately come down to having really great logistics. And of course, it's very difficult to establish great logistics for a business in an entirely new paradigm. And so Amazon was looking for an advantage here, an easier way to set up really great logistics to have an advantage over other people that were trying to build internet-based businesses. So this, of course, leads us to the big question. Why books? What's so special about selling books on the internet? Well, at the time, books were one of the relatively few products that were absolutely perfect for an emerging e-commerce giant. If we look at the strengths of an internet-based business, we can see that books are perfectly positioned as one of the very few products that would have made it easier for Amazon to get their business up and running. So for example, the internet unlocks global reach, a global audience. Books have global appeal. They're the kind of product that you can sell all around the world. Having great logistics really matters. Books are easy to inventory, easy to warehouse, easy to ship. They're relatively uniform in size and in price. So in terms of logistics, it doesn't get much easier than having a product like this where there's so much selection, but ultimately it's relatively easy to store and relatively easy to build processes around. And of course, when it comes to dealing with competitors, Having a product like books where there is massive variety in terms of the overall titles available of the product, it's a real competitive advantage to have centralized inventory because unlike offline competitors, brick and mortar stores who have limited shelf space and thus limited selection, an online store has a very real advantage. A customer can go to the online store, they can see availability and they can order with confidence. Whereas if they're going to go to an offline store, and they're wanting one specific book, they don't know if that store is gonna have the book. And unlike so many other products out there, they're not likely to find a replacement or a substitute. You know, if they're looking for almost any other kind of product or most kinds of products, they go to a local store, it might not have the exact brand they were looking for, but they can find a substitute. They can find a comparable solution. Whereas with books, massive variety, and if you're wanting one specific book, the store needs to have it. And that's where an online store has a massive advantage. So for all of these reasons, and probably many more, books were one of the few products that was perfectly positioned to help Amazon establish themselves, to get a foothold in the market, and ultimately become the massive success that they are today. Of course, there is much more to the Amazon story, their relentless focus on customer satisfaction, their continued investment in logistics, including online logistics like Amazon Web Services, and of course, Jeff Bezos's philosophy of always investing in long-term growth over short-term profits. All of these things played a major role, but their choice to start with books was critical, and ultimately, it kickstarted everything. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please let me know by clicking the like button down below. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts about anything that we covered, let me know down in the comment section. And if you're interested in more content like this, where we break down bold moves made in business, then I recommend that you subscribe or follow my updates so that you don't miss out on future episodes. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope to connect with you again in a future episode.